Put down your baby and pick up a beer. Dad Jokes is back with a brand new episode. I'm Jerry here joined by Brandon and this is the podcast of two first-time dads going through the journey of fatherhood together and with you at home. And today, Brandon, we have a topic that's a little bit controversial. I don't know if you're excited for it, but I I, kind of am. I like controversy. Uh, It's probably going to be our most controversial episode to date, to tell you the truth. Um, There are a lot of opinions one way or the other on what, I mean, we're being secretive about what we're talking about, but if they click the title of this episode, they know we're talking about co-sleeping. Exactly. We're going to get into co-sleeping, what it is, what people say about it, what we've experienced with it. But before we do that, as always, we have a dad joke. And I think today, Brandon, I always go first. I think you should go first with a dad joke today. Oh, we're switching it up. Yeah, I feel like you should go first today. Good thing I uh, got this dad joke together four seconds before we <laughs> uh, press recording on here. But it's it's interesting, Jerry. I, you know, my wife's a vegetarian. We love our planet, yada, yada, yada. But I went I went to a beekeeper recently and got... I wanted to get 12 bees. I've gotten into that recently. Um, he counted them out and gave me 13. I said, sir, you gave me an extra bee. He told me it was a freebie. <laughs> I've heard that one. Ah, that one's decent. It's it was, decent. The, set, the setup I think was I'm weird. I could have I could have read it. Well, you wouldn't have won if I would have went with my dirty joke, but i decided to keep well, pg i made you go first and sometimes going first can put a lot of pressure on you so i got the whole episode to kind of make sure that if i feel like you win i'm pulling one out I'm, I'm gonna tell the parents <laughs> who with the kids in the car to turn the volume turn down. It down yeah oh, i like it so brandon uh before we get into what's happening this week i know that one of the topics or one of the segments of the show that we both like is things that your wife said this week so I have one of those today, and it was actually today that my wife said it. Um, so about a couple hours ago, I'm sitting on the couch, and Brandon, one of your favorite topics to talk about on the show is poop. And when Peyton goes to the bathroom, it 99.9% of the time is loud, so you know it. Not only can you feel it, but you hear it. And this girl, well, I can hear her going to the bathroom, and my wife looks at me, and she goes, I think this is the 90th time she's pooped today. <laughs> That's been our day. I'm not kidding you. She it's been a literally pretty, pretty poopy day. She went to the bathroom four times in like 40 minute stretch. I, I, I like changed the diaper. Poop? Got back. Yes, it was insane. And one of them was a blowout. So it wasn't That's like it was a light amount. It, this girl, I don't know what she got going on today. She's actually been pretty happy. She's been good. I don't, she doesn't have like a stomach ache or nothing. But she's always gone to the bathroom a lot. But today she's on some. What other did Macy stuff. eat yesterday? I, well, you were with us. <laughs> we went out to dinner together. She so. can only. She really. I mean, I'm sorry, Macy. You can only blame yourself. <laughs> you are the food. Exactly. It's just funny because she like she's always goes to the bathroom pretty frequently. We've never had long stretches. But um, today she's on some other stuff. It was like she literally went, had a blowout. I I remember changing her a couple of times. It was so bad. Macy literally looked at me and she's like, you, you, I got this one because she knew I was like, hey, I just changed her like three times in the last 20 minutes. I'm I'm done. I'm over it. But um, so that was uh, something that was said to me this week. You know, um, my kid apparently has gone to the bathroom 90 times today. I don't know if it's been 90, but I bet you it's at least eight. Which poop is, is my crazy. absolute favorite topic. So we, you we do can, like it. That's the we're hashtag poop dads. Well, on the topic of poop, you know, we've talked a lot of times on the show about diapers 
and I've told you the ones I like, dislike, but we've never found a brand that can contain Peyton because she has blowouts all the time. So Macy recently went to the store and she bought Target brand diapers and she brought like Millie something diapers also from there. Um, two different kinds that we haven't had before. We tried them both. She's blown out of them both already day one. So we're still trying to find a diaper that works for her. <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't exist. Is she uh, is she between sizes right now? By well, chance? she's been between sizes since birth. I think that's the problem. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think it is. But the, here's the crazy part about her. So a blowout, usually the sides or the back, that makes sense to me. She blows out the front more than... I, I like that's not uncommon at all. She did that that's, again today. That's velocity, right? I don't there. know that's what, what she is. does, but it like comes out the front and then it's on her stomach and then it's on the cloak. It's bad. So I don't know if Bryce has ever had one of those. Oh, yeah. Today was a great one because she did that. We're changing her. There's poop everywhere, naturally. We're getting it done. Macy gets the, the diaper off her, but because there's so much going on, she doesn't do the number one thing you got to do when diaper changing. We even went over it in the podcast. You put the, the new clean diaper underneath. Uh. She doesn't do that. So what's Peyton do? She starts to pee. And not a little bit. Apparently, she had just drunk two gallons of water because <laughs> she's peeing everywhere. So much so that's like all over her, in her oh, hair. So now you got poop. So, you got wet yeah. poop. Actually, mm-hmm. Oh, man. So then basically she picked the baby up, went to the bathtub, cleaned her and I cleaned the changing table for the next 10 minutes. So that was part of our day today. But what's been going on in the Banks household this week, Brandon? Uh, well, Bryce turned six months old since the last time we talked. Uh, so we, we had another trip to the pediatrician for his six month appointment, um, which was actually a couple of days ago. Uh, he's, he's continuing to grow. He's 17 pounds, 14 ounces, almost 27 inches. Um, which if we just to remind the listeners or those who may not have been with us from the beginning at birth, uh, he was six pounds, 15 ounces. So he's, he's grown almost 11 pounds, um, and 20.4 inches. So, uh, he's grown he, more than Peyton weighs. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy that just hit me about. you just said that and i was like he's grown because peyton's 10 pounds three ounces so he's grown more than peyton currently weighs and they're not it, that far apart in age it's crazy i'm i'm like i'm looking at it, i'm like is he like is this what keeps me grounded are like the the percentages and i've I always make fun of people who are this my kid's 99 percentile and everything he can go and dunk a basketball and all stuff like that. But he's still in like the 50th to 75th percentile for like weight and height right now. Um, so it's not like he, he just, in my head, this kid is huge and he's like gone off the scale. And I'm like, is this dude like too heavy? Yada, yada, yada. Well, it's really, you can't really get to that point right now. But um, it, it, I mean, everything is kind of lining up. Um, and the big thing, even beyond that, was I went over the charts. Uh, Kelsey and I went over the charts with his doctor. Uh, he, like I don't really care. I care, but I don't really care what he weighs. It's just about seeing the the progression on the growth growth chart, and he he stayed pretty consistent there. Um, and so that that all works out. He he got his shot. So this is third round. His last round of shots for a while. He's not gonna get uh, more more shots until he is one year one year old. Um, but this is the first time he normally cries when he gets them. And then he, he, you can kind of tell throughout the day, maybe even at night that he's a little irritated. Uh, we definitely could tell that yesterday, but he, uh, he had, he had a slight fever 
uh, overnight, and he had he had a fever today, so we gave him some children's Tylenol to try to combat that. Um, I was at work today. Sounds like he was pretty fussy for his mom and grandparents today because uh, her parents came down and visited him. Um, but he he he's he's making his way through it. He was he's actually great for me. Um, while I was, while I was kind of, his mom was running I'm sure Kelsey and loves I was watching, that. uh, it was, it was kind of annoying for her. Uh, I'm sure she loves him that. And I had, we had a good time. Um, and then he went right back to being irritated when she was putting, it in the <laughs> um, oh, that's the best. So, yeah. So I, I, I helped out there as well. Um, but it, it's been, it's been a good week. Uh, he's entered, introduced the sweet potatoes. The last time we talked, he, he had peas. So he liked the sweet potatoes way more than peas. Had peas again today. If you look at the TikTok, Dad Jokes TikTok, which will be um, in the description, uh, you can see his first experience with with peas. Um, and we actually, uh, Kelsey convinced me to do this. We we had a slice of cheese pizza that she was eating, and we, we put it in, like just put it in his mouth. He didn't he didn't <laughs> get any, but he just kind of he, he always what moves his mouth a ton. That was his favorite experience, and so he's just. <laughs> He's looking. He's looking at us while we're finishing it off. Like, yo, give me some more of that. He's moving his <laughs> mouth with us, trying to get it. It was. It was actually hilarious. Um, so it's. I mean, it's been an eventful week for Bryce. The my six month old somehow. Right there now. you go. There How you about go. You guys? Happy year. Uh, we've had a pretty eventful week as well. Obviously, we're in that dreaded leap because you're always in the leap. <laughs> But um, she hasn't been, she's actually been, if anything, maybe a little less fussy during the day, but she's been waking up more frequently at night. So that's a little bit tough. Um, today, it's kind of funny because she's not a good napper. She does not nap well without contact. And Macy usually tries to put her down multiple times during the day um, in the magic Merlin suit. And usually she can get her to go to sleep for about 30 to 40 minutes. And that's a win. Today, I put her down for a nap. Um, because Macy was supposed to work, but she actually got mandated off. So we were both here together today, which was kind of nice. And um, I put her down and she slept for an hour and a half. And we actually had to wake her up because we had to go do something. But it was great. But she was kind of like Kelsey was with you. She was a little bit annoyed with me. Like, really? Now she's going to sleep an hour and a half. So that was clutch. And then actually Macy put her down later in the day and she slept for an hour. So um, she did a little bit better with naps today. Another thing we're trying this week is to go more on a scheduled bedtime and do it earlier because that's always been Peyton's biggest problem. She's most colicky. She struggles the most between 8 and midnight, does not go down well, does not sleep well without contact, which we'll get into the main part of our topic today with co-sleeping. But uh, we tried to put her down around 8 o'clock today, and uh, she actually it took a while, but we got her down probably around 8.30, and she was sleeping till about 9.30. Um, but we're, Macy was feeding her when I came down here to record this, and we'll see that if she can kind of go back into her pack and play and sleep again. So we're trying to stick to more of a schedule and go there. But a couple other cool things we did this week, Brandon, is um, today she actually kind of had almost her first real laugh, not just like the little like noises or the like kind of chuckles or whatever. She kind of had like a real laugh. Macy was like doing raspberries on her belly, and yeah. she was like laughing for real. So that was awesome. And she was doing it for a long time, so it was kind of cool. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we also went for a long walk today outside, which was fun because the weather's starting to get nice. So we did a little family walk. Actually, we met up with our friend, the Dykemans, and walked with them and their uh, son, Jace. So that was cool. Um, 
And then uh, other than that, when we went out the other night, Brandon, uh, we obviously had Peyton with Grandma. My, my mother-in-law and father-in-law watched her. And they got a little dose of that eight to midnight Peyton because uh. they're always like, she's so good. You know, she's, you know, she has cranky moments, but she's pretty good. And we're always like, yeah, but you're not with her the later part of the day. Well, yeah, they were with her. And, <laughs> and I think the word they used was inconsolable. So, um, so maybe, maybe, uh, they can kind of relate a little bit better to mom and dad, uh, because I think Peyton was a little bit of a terror for them between, uh, when they we dropped her off until we picked her up, but um, I'm about to sound like a jerk when I say this. But does part of you, Matt, you might not want to admit this or not. I'll admit it. I love it a little bit. Part of me actually, no, I I will say that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because because they're always like, oh, I don't know. They don't. They know. They they think that you're making it up or that you're exaggerating. No, I think that it's funny. I could like see it when we picked her up. Like it was in her face. Like she was like, yeah, no, I get it. Dude, man, my parents for months were like, I don't, I don't get what you guys are talking about, which would honestly like annoy us more because we're like, we're at work all day and then we're uh-huh. getting like the, the worst version of this kid yep. when he comes home and all you tell me is how great he is and you don't know what we're talking about. And then there's been a couple of times where they, they've had him a little bit later or at the right time where he hits him with some of the things he hits us with. And it's like... <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I, I'm not, not gonna lie. I was really I not was that not, mad about it. I was. She. They texted us while we were at dinner, and it bugged me a little bit then because I felt bad. But later on, I was kind of like, you know what? <laughs> they need to see it, and I and I felt like you know a little bit justified and kind of the things we say. I don't think there'll be as much. I don't know what you're talking about. They're always happy for grandma. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now you know. So that that did make me feel a little bit good. I won't lie there. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's been an eventful week. It, today was great because. Like I said, Macy got mandated off, and we spent the whole day with her, and she's been pretty dang good all day. She's had a couple bad moments. Um, she started having some kind of between that 8 to midnight range. Um, but for the most part, very happy today, um, active, laughing. So, you know, that's that's a good day because usually I don't get home till late, and I see that kind of witching hour or colicky hour. So to get to have some more time when she's, you know, super happy is, is great. So, it's been a fun week, and, um, you know, I think that uh, uh, I'm hoping that we're starting to get more on a schedule and we're getting a little bit away from the, the major colicky stage. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say that we are yet, but I'm hoping that that's kind of where we're trending. That's my, that's my wish. Yeah, I mean, that's really all you can hope for. It's kind of a waiting game. You guys are doing everything you need to do. It's just how do you get through that, and I don't envy you a lot of these times because I <laughs> – I, I think that sometimes we have it bad, and then I hear some of the stories you have, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take what we have right now all day long. Well, and speaking of uh, trying to deal with a colicky baby or, or, you know, some of the issues that we've been having, um, naturally we're always trying to find things to make it better because that's what you do when you're sleep-deprived is you shop or you look up a Reddit thread or an online blog. So Macy the other day, of course, bought, <laughs> bought another thing. Um, and it's actually kind of cool. We just started using it today, so I can't really say if it's great yet or not great, but what it is, Brandon, is, is it's the, um, baby Einstein sea dream soother. I don't know if you've seen hmm. these, uh, you should look it up on your phone. No, I'm We're talking. Look it up right now. Yeah. Basically it's like a box that like lights up and has like sea creatures that move in it and it plays like soothing sounds, but you kind of put it right in the crib and apparently 
and you have a remote as a parent, but also oh, they dude, have. Dude, I feel like I had one of these. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to help babies go to sleep. But what else is also is cool about it is you start using it right about Peyton's age right now. But they use it when they get older, up until like you know a year or so, a year or so. And the babies, once they get a little bit older, can like hit this button, and it basically helps them self soothe. And a lot of people and reviews have kind of said that their baby will wake up in the middle of the night hit that button or the thing will turn on because the parents hit the button and it will help them go back to sleep. So uh, we just started using it today. I can't say that it, it works or doesn't work yet. I can tell you that she's fascinated by it. I don't know that it helped her go to sleep, but uh, we're going to try that out. So it's worth looking at. It does have really good reviews. It's not that expensive, but anyone that maybe is trying to find a way to help their baby sleep better or, or with self-soothing might be something to look at. So um, if nothing else, Brandon, I'm sorry because Kelsey might be putting it in the Amazon. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening. So. One, this is I've seen this like multiple times at other people's houses, and even before we had kids, it's one of those things. I, I'm pretty sure I play with this myself. Like you're sitting here <laughs> looking at it, like this thing's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's it. This is uh, something that. Come Monday, Kelsey normally is like one of our first listeners on her drive to work in the morning at like <laughs> 6 a.m. And I, I bet this gets put in the cart and shows up at my house like next week on Wednesday probably. Well, I don't, it, <laughs> I don't know what it was in reference to, but yesterday at dinner at one point in time, I heard Kelsey say to Macy, hey, send me that. And I saw you go, don't send her that to Macy. Yeah. I don't know I what made, it was a reference then to. Then I maintained <laughs> eye contact with Macy for, for probably an awkward <laughs> 10 seconds to make sure that my point I don't got even across. Know, I don't even know what it was in reference to. I still don't know what, what product that, that was, but that was kind of funny. I just saw that. So yeah, they they uh they definitely feed off each other with the lot oh, of the, do. the purchases. Sure. And this stuff is, uh, I feel like the ticket just keeps getting more and more expensive. But hey, yeah. she makes her own money. Let's get it. Well, this one was kind of funny, too, because we actually got a $45, like, free gift card to Sam's for, like, a sign-up membership thing. Oh, man, you, you, sound like, you sound like them now. Gift no, no, the, the, this is the, no, this is the funny thing. No, the, the, coupons. The, what, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing, Brandon. <laughs> I literally, because it was in my name, I got it. I sent it to Macy. Sure, it's sitting on my kitchen. It. No, it's sitting on my kitchen table. So yesterday, I go, hey, we got to remember to use this because she went to Sam's to buy some food. I said, we got to remember to use this. She goes, oh, I did use it. I said, oh, you used it on the food? She goes, no. I said, well, what'd you use it on? She goes, <laughs> she goes, that thing sitting right there. I said, on the babies thing we didn't need? Yeah, so no, Jerry was not involved in that. That was, I was put together with it, but that's how she justified spending that money because it was free. But so no, that was not Jerry's idea, but that's, that's what we used. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this entire conversation, but it it, it is crazy how like, these these gift cards and things like that that might randomly show up um, that could be applied to like normal hi- household items that end up just becoming Bryce's gift cards or, or yeah. Peyton's gift cards apparently exactly it's I'm like a, it's I'm like Cole's cash that. you just get like extra like they're always like hey I saved nine hundred dollars but how much did you spend to save oh the nine hundred dollars dude all oh. I know is that it, this. We're, we're 20 minutes into this podcast, and I know now that I'm going to come home from work at 5.30 or 6 <laughs> on Monday, and Kelsey's going to be looking at me side-eye on the couch. and like, ah, you decided you want to talk about the spending now. So let me preemptively say my bad. You're bad, and also my as bad, a retaliation, homie. Kelsey, I think you should buy at least three items. 
I'm giving you permission by at least three or four you can, items. You right you're giving now. her permission. She's gonna be more upset with you for acting like you got the ability to do that. I don't Good know. job. You dug maybe yourself your own you Well, maybe I'm helping yeah, you yeah. out. Good job. I'm giving you. you permission. Oh. Hey, you hear that? <laughs> you got Jerry's permission. permission. Good job. Turn oh. up. So, Brandon, let's get into today's topic. Topic Hold on. today. Go. Go ahead. Because I got a baby fact to start us off. You do? Yeah, That'll I want to hear the baby fact. Oh, you might have been leading me up to that. I don't know. Maybe oh, this you're is... fine. Go ahead. So I'll give you permission uh, to give your baby nah, fact. I appreciate you, Jerry. <laughs> um, so uh, my, my baby fact has a lot to do with the, the topic, so I kind of wanted to start us off there. Um, so I think you and I both, um, in, in doing our research before we had our kids, everything you look up online pretty much is like hey this is the co-sleeping or, or or bed sharing anything of the form if you do it you're going to hell you're never gonna <laughs> you you will never amount to being a good parent shame on you shame it's like the shame uh, scene in game of thrones if anybody's ever seen it um and and researching for this topic and talking with kelsey over the past few weeks which obviously we'll get into um kind of what what you and I both are doing and our, or our wives are doing. Um, the one thing that ran across is even though most new breastfeeding moms today don't plan to bed share, eventually almost 75% of them will at some point. Uh, that's specific to breastfeeding moms. This is coming from a, a Instagram page that I will uh, reference a couple of times. It's called Hey Sleepy Baby. She is a, a sleep expert um, and has degrees in it. Um, so it's something that she, that's a page that I would check out. Um, and it's not just on co-sleeping. She literally goes through sleep training, uh, all different types of sleeping, but that's something that stuck out to me and kind of how I, I wanted to frame the conversation we're about to have. It's kind of funny. You said that Brandon, cause I, in my research, I looked up a number of different studies as well. And the, the big thing, and we'll kind of go into this, but the Canadian pediatric society and the American pediatric society both are adamantly against co-sleeping they're they're very against it north america is overseas it's much different like in europe it's kind of different what they recommend but what's interesting is they did a study recently in canada which is one of the countries that's very against it and 68 percent of women and this is not just breastfeeding women all women admitted to uh, co-sleeping at least some point in time in their baby's first year so it, it does sound like even if you are in a country that is against it, even if you're not breastfeeding or you are breastfeeding, most parents at some point in time do do it. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't mean that you should necessarily do it, but that's just what you need to know is it does happen. Yeah, um, and for, for me, that's, that's the main thing I wanted to frame with this conversation. Uh, ne- neither one of us are doctors. I think we've said that 50 times on this podcast at this point, uh, but we do want to kind of root our conversations in reality and, and my reality is coming into this situation i prejudged anyone and there might be people here who already are prejudging the conversation we may be about to have but i prejudged based on information that we, we kind of were given through our research before we had kids i'm like it's no way in the road this will ever happen i am completely uncomfortable with that it absolutely put a stamp on it no and then as i i mean i we, we talk to parents now. It's kind of our, our kids almost dominate our conversation. And as I have uh, gotten into the dad game a little bit, I would say that a majority of the people that I talk to are co-sleeping or 
or partially bed sharing in some, whether it's a nap, people basically are putting, putting their position there. They're like, yo, I, I need to find a way to get some sleep. I personally, I have my kid won't go to sleep or I can't sleep. And this is the way that ultimately this is happening. And it doesn't necessarily, there are ways to make sure that it is safer, um, which, which we'll get into. Um, but the reality situation is a lot of people are doing it. So I want to talk about how, if you're going to do that, we can, uh, you can do it in the safest way possible. Yeah, no, I agree, Brandon. And before we get into kind of the realities, because me and you are both in kind of the same reality, even probably more us than you. But before we get into that, I, I kind of want to go over why they say you shouldn't co-sleep. Because I think that's Perfect. important to know. Why, why, they, why they say you shouldn't Absolutely. co-sleep is because, obviously, if you're sleeping with the baby, it causes potential issues um, with them, quite honestly, suffocating or um, having issues. Because at that point in time, either the sheets or blankets or your body can suffocate them. Also, you know, you could roll over on them and your weight could be on them. You could knock them off the bed. Um, you could have them push between you and a pillow or you and a spouse. There's lots of different ways where basically it can become hazardous to the baby and cause, you know, even a life-threatening situation. So that is why it is recommended not to co-sleep because ideally the recommended way to sleep is in a bassinet um, or a crib with firm fitted sheets, nothing else in the crib on their back. That is what is recommended um, because it's the safest way to help prevent SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, which is every parent's biggest fear, I would say, Brandon. And so that is kind of what is recommended by them. Now, that being said, I will tell you that sometimes like for us, you know, I guess I'll leave this. We were both adamantly against co-sleeping. We thought that there's no way we would do it. It's not safe. It scared us to death. But Peyton, quite frankly, wouldn't and still, for the most part, will not sleep without contact for long periods of time. So, and and I'm not talking like you put her down and she sleeps for a couple hours and then gets up and then, you know, you just get tired and, and you sleep with her in your arms. I'm saying she won't even try to go to sleep. She'll just scream and will not stop. And it's bad to let an infant just scream as well without any contact. So you're kind of in this catch-22 at first because you can't let the baby just sit there, so you need to hold them. But she won't calm down. And then if you do get her to sleep and try to put her back down, she just starts screaming again. Because I'll tell you what, the one thing that I can't stand, Brandon, is for any person out there, because there's a million articles, there's a million doctors that say the best way to put a baby down to bed is when they're drowsy, not asleep. And I call total BS on that. That is the biggest lie. Complete BS. Biggest lie I've ever been told because it, I'll give you a million dollars if you can put my baby down right now, drowsy, <laughs> and she'll go to sleep for one second. It will not happen. The only way you're going to get lucky is if she's knocked out and you can somehow maneuver yourself to get her away. And then she's going to wake up probably pretty quickly. But that that's kind of the reality of the situation is we were in this spot where it was like, what do we do? Because we legitimately can't get her to sleep, which is bad for her. And we can't sleep, which is bad for us, which then in turn is also bad for her. So it kind of started where, you know, she would sleep on my chest, actually, is what would happen for a couple hours until I could get her back in the bassinet. And then eventually, um, Macy started finding ways to to make it happen, too. And there is some safe ways, which we'll go into. But that's kind of our journey and, and why we 
got into co-sleeping, even though we were adamantly against it. I, I guess kind of what was your journey, Brandon? So um, I would say we, we still primarily do not co-sleep. And me personally, I I have not. Um, I just, it's, it's something that is like, I still wake up like, <laughs> and, and feel like if I almost think that Bryce is in the bed and I like freak out and think that something's wrong. So it, it's just a, personally, that's a, it's just a fear I've had. Bryce has slept, has been asleep in the bed with me while like I was, I was awake, like in the morning after his mom leaves. Um, but really what it, what it comes down to is Kelsey spends a significant amount of time or longer time with Bryce. And we don't have a ton of trouble getting him to sleep on his own at the beginning of the night. Uh, the, the problem normally is in the, uh, he, he will wake up between 2, 3 o'clock. Kelsey leaves for work at, or, or gets up for work technically at about 5 o'clock. Um, it, it's that that time frame for the most part that is, she still needs her sleep because she hasn't been asleep, asleep for that long. And, he will not, he will not fall asleep without contact at that point. And it's been, we, we tried multiple times, not more than multiple times. We try weeks at a time and it turns into you basically, if you don't want to do it, you're just, you basically know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be awake from three o'clock until tomorrow when I try to go back to sleep. Um, so that turned into researching ways to safely, uh, co-sleep with him in the bed, which Kelsey found, um, and, so between three and five every day, pretty much every day, I should say, he is uh, in the bed with us um, on, on her side of the bed, which I, I will get to in a second. So I, I don't really uh, I don't really see him. Uh, he, he's cradled uh, on her side of the bed in, in a sleep safe or co-sleep safe position from what we have researched. Once again, we're not the doctors. We're not the experts, uh, but we found a way that works for us. Yeah, the, the interesting part for us, Brandon, is is some people like to co-sleep because they they love it. They like really enjoy co-sleeping. Um, that actually is not our experience. Like Macy, oh, does. she thinks it's uncomfortable. Well, and that I heard her say that the other day. But it, the funny part is like, like Macy and myself, we both would still much rather not co-sleep. We're not doing it at this point in time because it's like, oh, we kind of like it. We found out it works better for us. No, Macy would tries every we try every single night still to get her to sleep in the bassinet because you got to keep trying because eventually it's going to happen yeah um but the problem is you know sleep training and doing those types of things like having her in a different room they say don't all the the same people that are telling you not to co-sleep tell you not to do that until four months at least at the earliest she's only three months old so we can't really do that yet but we still try every night to put her down but yeah we're not it's not like we love it because macy quite frankly like it's very uncomfortable for her She's found herself to be more sore, her back to hurt, my, myself too when I do it. And, um, you know, it's it's stressful. And so we, she doesn't sleep as well. I don't sleep as well. And then, you know, there's still that worry of something going wrong. So neither one of us is a fan of doing it. It's just honestly become necessity because otherwise nobody in our house would sleep or you would hopefully do the you cried out method, which at this point in time can be harmful too, according to, you know, pediatricians. So yeah. And it's completely uh, yeah. different for a colicky baby. Correct. But so that's you, kind you, of, that cried you know, out is I not think that's, work. I think it's important to note that it's not like, um, at least for us, it's not like, Hey, you know, we're doing this because 
we think it's really a good bonding experience or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's it's literally a necessity thing. But like you mentioned, Brandon, there are some safe ways to do that, which I'm going to let you go over. But before that, another thing to, to note is that um, a big fear, obviously, with co-sleeping is, you know, SIDS. But they say that it is better if you're going to co-sleep if your baby is breastfed. They also say that it is better if you do not smoke or drink um that can those are all attributed to better experiences and less accidents if you will during co-sleeping so if you are breastfeeding your child and that you you don't smoke in the house those are are make it a little bit safer to co-sleep i guess than to not co-sleep yeah and one thing i want to quickly mention that on our end of it is something that's come about for about the last month um, after Bryce was about four and a half, five months old, um, it, it's, it wasn't something that came out as a need prior to that. Cause he was more or less, um, sleeping in like three hour stretches. So he would sleep three hours. We'd be up for him for, with him for 30 minutes to an hour, put him back down. Um, so we didn't run into the, the same issues that we were having. So, but to start, um, there's what they call a safe seven, uh, with co-sleeping. So you mentioned a few of them. Uh, one's a non-smoking household. Uh, you don't want any kind of secondhand. This is just in general, in my opinion, but um, to each their own, I guess. But you, you don't want any secondhand smoke around uh, your baby, your toddler, mm-hmm. Brandon, <laughs> anybody else. Um, or And the other, the second step um, or, or safe of the safe seven, no alcohol or uh, make sure that both adults in the bed, if there are two adults in the bed, uh, are sober. Um, m- breastfeeding mother is part of the safe seven. And, and I kind of want to stop there for a quick second. One of the reasons uh, and one of the tips for uh, safe coast co-sleeping or bed sharing is that um, you, you basically, the, the, the child and the mother have that bond from breastfeeding. Uh, a lot of times the child will they are aware of the mother's breast and where it is. Uh, so they are more apt to uh, kind of keep their head in position to be able to latch. Um, it's like one of those innate things that humans and children are born with. So through studies that that's been shown as, as one of the reasons that uh, being a breastfeeding mother and bed sharing is, is um, that's the benefit of being a breastfeeding mother. If you're going to uh, bed share. Uh, healthy full-term baby is um, the fourth bullet. Baby placed on back. Um, light clothing uh, and, and or no swaddle or sleep sack is uh, another point. Safe surface and surroundings is the is the last one. Um, and the main thing there is you don't want like gaps uh, between like your bed and like a dresser uh, where a baby can slip into a gap, gap and not be able to move their neck. Uh, you don't want... Uh, unused pillows or loose pillows, big comforters, things like that on the bed that could be a potential choking hazard. Um, you don't want um, like cords or anything that dangles from curtains. Um, you basically want to put yourself in a position where there's not much between the baby and mom. They're, they're in, in a curled up position that actually most mothers can honestly breastfeed from uh, when they're, when they have the baby uh, on the bed. Um, and those those are kind of the beginnings of um, safely sleeping or, or co-sleeping with your baby, according to uh, the sleep experts. 
Yep. No, you're you're right on, Brandon. Um, what we do personally is we have a king size bed, which is fortunate for this. Um, but basically, Macy will be on the one side. Fortunate of the bed. for you. Well, but it's also safe. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 no, you're, you're right. But it is safe because I think it'd be much harder with us. Honestly, I think, you know, obviously you can do it, but it, it becomes more difficult. Um, but she sleeps on her side with Peyton, obviously, on the side to the middle of the bed so that there's no risk of her falling off the bed because she'd have to either go through Macy or through myself on the other side. Um, and then Macy basically sleeps on her side and has her arm out and Peyton's kind of on her arm, like you kind of said, in that position. And we don't swaddle Peyton so that she's got her arms free. And basically, we don't have any blankets or anything nearby. I'm at the other side. I don't move a lot in my sleep. Um, Macy, in the position she's at, really can't move at all. And so that's kind of what is the safest for us. And it's worked out well. You know, the only issue is it's not comfortable at all for Macy, really. And if she's got to move and stuff like that, you're going to wake the child up. When I do it, typically, because I, I, I don't... Um, I can't do that position as well. I've done it once, um, but I usually will try to prop myself up almost into like a sitting position and kind of have Peyton like on my chest, like almost like she would sleep during the day. And she sometimes will fall asleep that way. Again, I don't wear a shirt to bed. There's no clothing. There's nothing there. So she, she can't choke on anything. Um, it's just, it's, I can usually go to sleep. She can go to sleep. The hard part there is my back pays for it when I wake up in the morning. Um, but those are the two ways we primarily will co-sleep. And uh, again, they've worked out fairly well for us other than the fact that it's probably our chiropractor bill should be higher if we were really taking care of ourselves. Um, but how have you guys kind of done it? Uh, actually, it's almost the exact same process. Um, a lot of times it, it, I, I am, I don't move a ton from side to side. Now I am a, I'm known as like, I probably have restless foot syndrome and it's very hard for me to, to sleep. But when I'm cashed out, I'm, I'm cashed out uh, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, but um, we have it positioned where we don't really have any gaps on our side of the bed. Um, and there's not a place, or the bed butts right up against the, the nightstand. So there's no room for Bryce to go and, or no hazards on, on either side. Um, to tell you the truth, but, uh, really he's, he's just placed right in the middle. Um, and half the time I don't even know it because I'm, I'm, I'm knocked out if, if it's in the, the, that middle of night sleep when he, when he goes about it, uh, any other time I'm probably just not in the bed. Uh, if it's, if it's a situation where she can't get him down or anything like that in the middle of the day, I'm at work or elsewhere. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think that, um, you know, it's there are safe ways to do it. There's research out there that shows you, you know, if you're going to do it, how to do it. But one thing we kind of mentioned earlier to come back to, Brandon, is that, you know, North America is very anti-co-sleeping. But in Europe and overseas in some countries, it actually is the most common way to have a baby sleep. They most actually a lot of those countries won't even have them sleep in a crib or a bassinet. They will actually co-sleep from birth and that's kind of normal practice I'm not saying that that's right i'm just saying that that's it's interesting that you if you kind of read like european pediatric you know studies or literature they're they're not against it because they, they practice it certain ways and i guess it's kind of been part of their culture for a while so that that's something i found interesting when doing research for you know myself but also for the show yeah and that change in north america is not as uh 
it's not that old basically this this was the way that um most likely even your your grandparents slept with their with their parents uh, growing up and what i'll do what we'll do once this episode drops there's a there's a really interesting graphic that i ran across on like kind of the cult- cultural historical factors that that led to like the western civilization's belief about like independent infant sleeping um it, it, it just came across as really interesting to me. I'm not going to go into it line by line, but uh, I'll share that on our Instagram and Facebook pages um, the day after this episode airs so you guys can take a look at it as well. Yeah, and just so you guys know too, according to American um, Pediatric Society, is basically at one year of age is when they say it's okay to co-sleep. So they at some point in time they do say it's safe, but it's not till one year of age. Because at that point in time, everyone's heard the stories of kids go, coming into bed and wanting to sleep with mom and dad. You know, they say at one year of age that you're okay to do so. So it's not like it's forever. They're saying no. They're just saying up until one year is one that's a no. So, And there's a couple things that kind of jumped out that I think on, in both sets of countries or both regions of the world, um, they, they really don't want you doing. Uh, and that is uh, on a sofa or armchair. Um, falling asleep or, or co-sleeping um they said that actually increases the risk by up to 50 times and the main reason for that is if if baby uh falls into a crack unfortunately they, they're unable to move their neck uh and that's much more likely on on like a a couch or a recliner or something like that that's a good point yeah, and I guess, you know, to wrap up the topic today, Brandon, the big thing is, again, in no way, shape, or form are we telling you that you should co-sleep or that we, we're doctors and that it's safe or anything like that. We're just talking about two dads that have had experiences of where we were thought one thing, and then because of the realities of fatherhood, the necessities of needing sleep in life, we've had to embrace it to some regard and, and kind of make use of it. So if you're out there and maybe you have a certain view on it, you might need to be more open to it. Or if maybe you've been doing it, but you kind of feel some shame or, or negative towards it or kind of feel bad about it, know that it's more normal than you probably think as well. So again, if you never have to do it, great. I think that's awesome. And that's probably the best way. But if you do, there are some safe ways to hopefully do it. And you know, it, it is more common than I think people think even though the word's kind of taboo, it's, it's, it's reality. It's just, you know, necessity at some point in time. You know what I mean, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we talk about and are going to talk about, uh, are opinions based on reality. And if, if your reality is Jerry's reality in which the only way to sleep for him and his wife legitimately right now, or, or his daughter to sleep is, via contact with their their people or her parents the reality is you have to find a way around that because you're not going to be a good employee boss father mother friend if you aren't getting any sleep i mean we for those listening who haven't had their children yet you think you know what you're getting into from a hey i've been tired like so jerry and i we both went to college together we i've pulled all-nighters studying for either a presentation the next day or an exam. And I'm not talking about like, you think that you like you, you fell asleep for an hour or two. And I'm talking like you have, I've been awake for 
24, 36 hours at a time. I've never been more tired <laughs> than I've been since we had Bryce. And this is coming from someone whose kid, if if I'm comparing it to you guys' situation, Jerry, sleeps amazing. Right. Um, and so I can't even imagine the position that you, you, you are in when well, you the, are that tired. The the funny part about it, too, is, is that we're not talking about a difference of like, you know, this is bad and this is kind of bad. I mean – we're talking in a bassinet or a pack and play or a crib 10, 15 minutes max before screaming every single time versus sometimes when you co-sleep, she'll sleep five, six hours straight, you know? So you're, you're talking about just huge ends of the spectrum and, you know, from it being horrible to, to actually sleeping fairly well, she'll sleep from midnight to 6am sometimes and that is just a world of difference for, for us, but also for her. And then, you know, we talked before about, you know, Peyton's growth rate. And a big thing with growth is the amount of sleep they get. So her not sleeping well can also affect how she's growing. So that, and that hurts her health as well. So there's a lot of things to look at. It's a controversial topic for a reason. But hopefully today helped some of you guys out there out a little bit or at least made you feel a little bit more normal or understood, if you will. Um, hey, so, hey, if it pissed you off. Send us a message. Let us know why. Tell us we're wrong. We want to. We've gotten messages recently that, truthfully, are, are it, it, they've been giving us kudos and they've come from some new listeners, and we definitely appreciate that. Um, but I, I want to hear from everybody. So if, if this is something you feel strongly about, shoot us a message. Maybe we can even have you on and arguing your side of it. Um, yeah, Brandon gives you permission to send us a message. I'm oh, yeah. giving you permission. But hey, if you get too inflammatory. You better not be too close to the state of Michigan because you can't be touched. I'll go sleep like with you. <laughs> go sleep with you. I'm joking. Uh, all right, Brandon. Now it's my turn for a dad joke. You ready for it? I'm waiting with bated breath, Jerry. With bated breath. So, Brandon, did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? No, I didn't. Yeah. He had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I could have got away. I'm saving my 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 borderline one for for next week. I thought that was funny. That was yeah, good. That's a I, point I'll give for, you this week. That's I'll a give point you this for uh, Team Alusky here. I'll give that the point for us. So that's yeah, okay. You're still playing catch up now. Yeah. I think you. I think you're down. Uh, let's say seventeen to twelve. All right. Well, Brandon, you did mention earlier something that I was going to bring up here at the end, and that is that we just started a dad jokes TikTok. And I'm not going to lie to you, Brandon. I do not have a TikTok. I feel like I'm 90 because I know very little little bit about it. I feel like you don't know that much about it either. So basically what we've done is we've created it and we've handed the keys over to our wives. Now, this just started, so we don't have very much on there yet. But please follow us on TikTok. Give us suggestions of things you want to see. And if you really want to, you know, look at it, it's our wives doing it, not us. And they're much better at this thing than we are. So it's more reason to pay attention I might, I to I might that. put a couple up there. I, I kind of started looking at it uh, okay. recently. So I, I, might, I, I might try it. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm not against it. I just don't know what I'm doing yet. But we'll get there. We'll figure it out together. Um, and if you haven't already and you're going to like our TikTok, like, our Instagram page, like our Facebook page, leave us a review on Apple, leave us a review on Google. We appreciate it. Like Brandon mentioned, we've had a couple of comments lately and uh, people that have reached out to us that listen to the show. 
We love that. If you have any comments or want to tell us or give us feedback, please do that. That is the best. That is the best feeling to us. That's the reason why we're doing the show. So when guys or girls do that, we feel great. Um, and it really makes us feel like we're doing something here that we find special because we find it that way, but we don't know that everyone else does all the time. So hearing those things from you guys is fantastic. Um, you know, so continue to do so. But for Brandon, I am Jerry. And until next time, you've been listening to Dad Jokes.